All right. Will you all rise for the reading of the word? I have some helpers today. You think only Santa has helpers, right? <laughs> I, have, I have better helpers today. Okay. I'm going to read a few verses. Um, and I want you to just, just allow the word of God to just uh, take root inside of your soul today. Yeah. The word of the Lord coming from Luke 18. Verses 15 through 17. Then they also brought infants to him that he might touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. Say rebuke. But Jesus called them to him and said, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child would by no means enter it. Luke 6, 37. Judge not. Look to your neighbor and say, judge not. And you shall not be judged. Condemn not. And you shall not be condemned. Forgive. And you will be forgiven. Romans 14, 4. Who are you? Look at your neighbor. The other neighbor say, who are you to judge another's servant? Psalm 24, 7. Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, your ancient, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. So, Father, I pray today that your presence would go deep inside of our souls. And will you shine your light upon some dark places that we weren't able to see because of past woundedness. Will you take judgment out of our hearts and help us to minister to the parts, wounded parts that are deep inside of us instead of judging them? But we need your help, God. We need your help. So today we ask that you would do a deep work beyond my ability to articulate this word, Holy Spirit, that you would enter in to each soul and do a deep work of healing. In places where we've been stuck, will you release breakthrough and unstuck us, God? Help us to lift up our heads and see God that is among us, a good God, a big God, a great God that is willing that is able to hold us where we are at and to heal us and to empower us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Today I want to welcome you to my inside. Okay? Raise your hand if you watch the movie Inside Out. Okay, Inside Out. It, it talks about a girl named Riley. And inside of her head are five emotions. I have more than five. I think they wanted to make the movie a little bit more simpler, so they took out a couple, you know. But these are primary emotions that every single human being has, okay? And none of it is evil. You understand? Not even anger or despair, right? This is all normal part of our emotions. And, and I want to invite you to my inside world. You know, what does the Bible say? We're the living sacrifice, right? I'm the living testimony, right? I want, the, I want to open the book 
And, and I want you guys to enter into my testimony, my life, and in that, I don't want you to just, oh, poor Pastor Sonny, that you went through that? I do not want that. You understand? I don't need your sympathy. God is already with me, and God is, has already broken through on behalf of me. What I want is when you enter into my inside, I want you to see your inside. And so when I highlight some of these, some of these parts, I may highlight fear because fear is the strongest part of my life. But when I talk about fear, maybe for you, it could be despair or it could be joy, right? So I want you to meet my parts. Will you meet shame? Come on, clap for my shame, guys. I want you to meet my disgust. Please don't judge my disgust. I need her. I need this part in me to make it alive in this world. Please meet fear, my forever companion. From infancy to now, fear has never left me. Will you meet despair? Don't judge my despair for the size. He's very powerful. Meet my joy. Joy is another companion that's been walking with me. And meet my anger. And, and you better be afraid. Benjamin's most afraid of my anger. But you know what? You can't judge my anger. Do you know how many times my anger protected me from dangerous moments? Anger, my anger. I appreciate you, man. I love you. I thank God for you, right? And there's sadness somewhere. I just can't find sadness, but there's sadness somewhere, and maybe sadness will come out, and you might meet sadness sometime, okay? In each one of us are emotional parts, all these, in each one of you. Yes, you have disgust in you, and yes, you have anger in you. Okay, some emotional parts are strong and powerful, okay, but some are not so strong in my life, okay. All of these emotions are me, and they were shaped by my upbringing, upbringing both good and bad. When, and when certain emotions get triggered, it rises up, and it shapes my thinking, my speaking, and in my acting, okay? And there are some significant memories that gets built up as my core memories. You guys remember core memories in Inside Out movie, right? And they become either the source of strength when, they get, when I get triggered, or it, it, it can become a stronghold that the enemy uses to still kill and destroy me. And this is what I want us to see. I want you to see all my parts as children. None of them are adults. And I want you to see all your parts as children. What do you have to do with children? You can't follow. You can't make children make decisions and lead your life. But you have to love. 
You have to embrace. You have to guide. You have to lead your children. Okay? You're going to see them act out a little bit, but I want to give you some significant memories that made them who they are in my life. You guys heard, when my mom was pregnant, my dad said, kill the baby. I don't want another daughter, so have an abortion. I don't want the daughter. That was a pro- Even though I was in my, my mother's womb, that's a core memory because people around me made sure that I knew it growing up. Did you know that your dad never wanted you? Did you know that your dad wanted your mom to have an abortion? Did you know your daddy doesn't really love you? Poor Sonny. If your daddy doesn't want you, who's going to want you? Core memory. Another memory that I have is between like toddler years, like two, three, four, five years, I was left home alone. I was so afraid. I was two and three, and there was no one around, and I didn't know what to do. I was hiding in the closet for hours and hours, and I was so afraid that monster or even, or even like robber or somebody mean would come and kill me. I was so afraid. But I also had a core memory of my grandmother that most of the time when she was around, when I looked into her eyes, I saw delight. You see, I was her favorite. She, when she got some candies, right, she would divide it into five and give it to each of my siblings, but she would take more and she would hide it in the closet somewhere. And she said, shh, Sunny, Sunny, okay, when everybody's gone, go into that closet. Under the blanket, there's a little newspaper. I want you to open it up. It's all yours. You see, that delight of my grandmother became one of the major core memory of my life so that no matter what seasons I walked through, I was able to choose joy, choose fun in my life. And then another core memory that I have were my siblings. My older siblings, you know me, right? The one who makes food all the time, you know, who makes funny faces, right? You know, she knew what we were going through. Many times we were neglected, right? So you know what she would do? She was like sixth grade. She would gather all her siblings, and she would get a Korean flag. This We were still living in, 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 in Korea. And she would make us do, uh, what is that thing? The allegiance, right? We would have to do allegiance to Korean flag, and we would sing Korean anthem. Right? And then we say, okay, we're going to have a family meeting. And every Sunday, this is before we became Christians, every Sunday she would take us different picnic areas to have fun. And basically, like what she was saying was, we don't need parents. We got each other. And you know what? We're, people are going to, people are going to like want to have, like they're not going to pity us. They're, they're going to be uh, jealous of us, right? So come on, we're having fun. Right, and so she created those those good memories, so that no matter like I had to go to four different elementary schools and three different high schools, and I had to make new friends all the time. But even then, even then, okay, like 
they might not know me. If I could just find one friend, I'm going to make the whole school know. Uh, they're they're going to be so jealous of how much fun we're going to have, right? So these, these four memories became such a, such a stronghold of resource and even pain in my life. So I told you fear has been the greatest strength, right? I mean, the strongest companion of my life. Fear is so... So afraid of everything, but at the same time, fear worked the hardest. She took care of everybody. Come on, take care of everybody. Come on. So fear was busy. If, 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 if you get a phone call, the fear would rise up and start, like, start working, right? If, if anything happened, even as an adult, right? If somebody says, I don't know, what's, what's a good... Uh, if somebody says, oh, pastor, and they share something, right, that's not good, right? I don't want to say something specific thinking like, oh, who's she talking about, right? Unexpected, negative. A bill. A bill. Oh, bill. Yes. When there's an unexpected bill, you know, fear rises up, right? And she works so hard. What can I do? What can I do to make more money, right? What can I do? And she's busy all the time. But you know what's crazy? What's crazy is this. Every time somebody wrongs me and I get angry, right, the anger comes. You know why I get so angry? Because I'm sick and tired of fear being afraid and working so hard. And so my anger arises and say, you do the work. Benjamin, what are you doing on the couch? Worshiping. Get up and do some dishes. Get up and call some church members. I'm like running around meeting five different people late at night. And you're just in this living room worshiping, crying. But when anger arises, you know what my other parts do? They all judge anger. Anger is bad. And they want to they push her down. They want to they tie her down. Come on. They want to tie her down and they want to put her in the place. You don't belong here. People are going to judge us because of you. People are going to hate us because of you. Put her in their place. Come on. Put her, put her in their place. But you know what I realized? Anger arises the most of time because anger wants to protect fear. And I remember fears ago, remember I told you I prayed this prayer. I realized fear has been such a companion in my life that I lived with anxiety all the time. And I didn't even know they were anxiety attacks. When I used to beat my right leg, until it was green and black. Because I, I, I don't know what I was feeling, but I just couldn't. And I was like, Benjamin, I'm not strong enough. Can you punch my leg? And he's like, no, no way. Please help me. Because that pain would a little bit release me. But I didn't know what that was. It was anxiety and fear. You know why? Because I couldn't allow despair to come and set in because when despair, despair arises, I can't do anything. 
I can't work. I can't study. I can't take care of my family. I can't do anything. So despair, I would judge despair. I would hate despair. You know, I would judge and hate. I would hate despair and say, despair, you sit there, sit, and never stand up. You're not allowed to come out, okay? And often, we, I would judge anger. I would judge despair. I would especially disgust and shame. You don't, we don't have time to feel sorry for Do you know how much work? Fear is like, do you know how much work we have to do? What are you doing that you can't get up? Get up. Wash your face. Pray. Do. We would judge. You know what's worse? Worse than judgment? I would treat these parts when they're triggered as demons. In the name of Jesus, you demon, get out. It's not demon. It's my part. Oh, it's because you're demonic. In the name of Jesus, you spirit of shame, get out. Imagine your child. If you called your child demon, how can they see Jesus? You know, they say, studies say, Every human being desires and needs and wants someone bigger, greater to come and hold them. When they're feeling shame, disgusted, afraid, despair, anger, even joy, every human being needs someone bigger. Maybe that's why I married Benjamin that's big. That's why I married a firstborn son. Not a youngest son. I needed my husband, even though he's younger than me, to take care of me. I need a daddy, not a baby. But you know what's crazy? Is that when you're triggered, I'm 52 years old, but when I'm triggered and despair is triggered, okay, right now, okay, this is Benjamin. Come stand, hold his hand. This is different from here. Come here. Come here. When Benjamin is triggered and I am triggered and we're fighting, it's not adult pastor Benjamin who is wise and loving talking to me. It's this little kid fighting this little kid. I'm 52 years old, but when I am triggered, I'm just a little kid. And he's like, I don't understand why you're, you're acting like that and you're saying that. It's not common sense. Hey, this little girl, she doesn't even understand what common sense means. I don't say that. I might think that, but I don't say that. My right brain caught what he was thinking. <laughs> but, you know, in these moments, we are not called. And I used to judge. You're a pastor. You're, you're a big man. You're acting all godly. But you can't even hold me when I'm scared and sad. And I was to judge him. And she used to judge me. You never accept me. You, know, you don't love me. Right? But what we need in those moments is not judgment. 
but we each, Benjamin has to go talk to that wounded part. I have to go talk to this wounded part. What are you feeling? What are you, what, what are you sad about? You have to take a moment to listen to your emotions because you know why? They have wisdom. They have something that you're not aware of right now. And in order for you to have your breakthrough, you need to hear this part. Because without this part speaking out, you'll be stuck. Okay, back to my regular. Okay, go back. Thank you, Benjamin. Now, we reject, we judge, we hate. But what do, what do we read in Romans? Who are you? Look at your neighbor and say, who are you to judge another's servant? Judge not. Look at the other neighbor and say, judge not. And you know what? You have to look deep inside. I had to look deep inside and said, judge not. These are precious parts that have been wounded in the past, and they're stuck there. And they need me, adult Sonny, to listen to them so that we could get unstuck. You guys all be seated until I need you again. Luke 18, verses 15 through 17, we read, they brought infants to him that he might touch them. But when the disciples saw it, what did they do? They rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him and said, let the little children come to me. You know what God is saying to you? He's saying, let the little children come to me. Let the little children that's inside of you come to me. Because when you're judging them, when you are accusing them, when you are treating them as demonic, hmm? when you hate them, you are rebuking them and you are hindering your parts from going to Jesus, to be touched by Jesus. Hmm? I had to do recently, okay, fear, I thought I just needed a breakthrough from you, but I realized you have wisdom inside of you. What are you feeling? What are you seeing? What are you trying to protect me from? And when I started to listen, she pointed And deep inside of my darkness, there was sadness hiding in the closet. I didn't have time to be sad, you understand? I had to work two jobs to get myself through college. I didn't have time. I wasn't aware of my sadness, but my most wounded part was sadness. And because I judged my negative emotions, sadness stayed in that dark closet where in my memory, and she was stuck there because she was not allowed to come out. And Jesus is standing by your door, and Jesus is saying, look up, look up, I'm here, look up. I'm here. And you know what I realized? Where did Angie come out from? 
And once I was able to look up, Jesus was saying, baby girl, you were never alone. I was there with you. And it's okay to be sad. You could cry. What are you sad? I can't believe they left me. I was so hungry all day. I was in the darkness and I was so scared. But I didn't have time to tell people that I was scared because they said that I wasn't allowed to cry. They said that I was strong, but I wasn't strong. And when I cared for sadness and listened to our sadness, you know what happened? She was able to look up, look back up and see Jesus. And she was able to easily just walk out. Come on, walk out. Take her, take her to her class. You're free. You're free, Darlene. You guys could. So you might see in you or in someone else acting certain ways. But don't judge. But listen. Embrace. When they are triggered and acting out, they have wisdom in them, and they're trying to protect you. They're trying to protect me. Amen? Amen. You may be, you could go to your class too. Okay, I'm almost done. So there's some key words I want you to just go home with. Okay? Key words from my inside world. Okay, core memories. There's some core memories. Yes, give, and give them. Okay, there are core memories that, that shape your emotional parts, that wounds your emotional parts, or that strengthens your emotional parts, right? And in life, even as mature adults, different hardships trigger, okay? Say trigger. Trigger these different parts. And when they are triggered, you no longer are leading your life as an adult, it's that little child leading. That's why she doesn't make sense when, when she's triggered, okay? Another part is wounded parts. Don't treat your wounded parts as demonic. You know what they need? They need Jesus. They need to be ministered to. I was calling, you know, you all listen to Vision Night. And, of course, you know, Chinwe and I, we went through this, you know, a few weeks before you guys did, right? And I was uh, walking around, you know, doing prayer walk, and I just felt so anxious, but then so sad, right? It's more than I could handle. And, and I called my friend, Hong Shim, and she's like, I think your sad part has been triggered. That's why you don't know what to do because, you know, you, adult Sonny knows exactly what to do in those situations. But right now you're saying, I don't know what to do. That means your sad part that is only three years old right now or two years old, what does that baby need? Understanding? How's she going to understand? You know what she needs? She needs to be held. So she made me sit in the middle of my walk. And she made me hug myself. She said, okay, put your hand around your neck, both hands, and just hold yourself. Don't say anything. Just, just embrace. Don't judge. 
the sadness because I hated that part. Because to me, that part was weak. You don't have time to be weak. And she said, no, time to embrace. Thank you. Thank you, sadness, that you were here all along. I'm sorry I've judged you. You could be, it's okay. And I just held her. And as I held her, I could physically feel anxiety decreasing little by little, little by little. You see, God is calling you. What did Benjamin say? Set your eyes on the harvest and call the whole church to ministry and raise up new voices. Your first ministry is to minister to your wounded parts. You don't need Benjamin. You don't need Sonny. You don't need Chin Wei. You are more than enough to be able to minister and embrace your part. You know, I had, I'm just going to skip. I want you guys to go home and read uh, Genesis 37 with Joseph and his brothers. I'm just going to skip these parts because the time of time that went so much is this. Imagine Joseph's brother, when they saw their father favored Joseph, right? Imagine what kind of core memory was created in them. What, what, what was growing? Anger, disgust, right? It, that grew so much that they conspired to even kill Joseph. And instead of killing him, they beat him up and they put him in the pit and they sold him as a slave. What made a human being? Ten brothers. What wounded parts were so stuck and wounded that they would beat their own little brother and sell him as a slave. But how can you and I judge those brothers? Because we have no idea when they were little what they were going through, witnessing their father just loving one son but treating the others as less than. And then I realized Joseph, he gets sold Right? He's a slave, but even as a slave, he becomes the head of the slave. And then, uh, you know, he gets accused. He's put in the prison, but he becomes the head, right? He runs the whole prison. And then what happens? He becomes the head. Pharaoh makes him the governor of whole Egypt. How can someone who got bitten, huh, and sold as a slave and falsely accused, he probably, if it wasn't like, am I cursed or something? What did I do, God? But Joseph had a strong core memory deep inside of him that was able to make him walk in joy. What was that? His father's delight. Isn't it sad? That same man, Jacob, to one son, he was such a good father. Created strong core memory for him to be able to control his wounded parts and become the best that he can be. But then to his other sons, he was not a good father growing up, wasn't he? Human beings are like that. To me, my grandmother created that necessary core memory of delight. Did you know that same grandmother 
emotionally abused my other sister from going to church and even went to church and screamed her name and dragged her out of church so she could come home and clean. Same grandmother. We have different memories. We have same parents, same grandparents, but each of us have different, we, we respond and different parts get wounded. And what God is speaking to each one of us is treat them as children. Your wounded parts needs Jesus. Do not judge them. Don't be the older brothers of Joseph to yourself. Do you understand? You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to end with this. A couple of weeks ago, you or Jasmine, somebody, a couple of weeks ago, Chinwe and I, we decided to go visit her sister and her brother-in-law in Reading. This is when, like, a couple of weeks after we heard about the transition, and we're like, okay, let's go see God, and let's take a girlfriend trip, you know? Like, we're going to walk through this together, we're gonna, right? And so uh, she rented a car, and she drove us, and her brother-in-law and her sister fed us good, put us up in the hotel, and invited their prophetic friends, and, and they were praying over us. It was like breakthrough, guys. It's like they didn't even know, and they were speaking right through. Like one guy was saying, Pastor Sonny, what you're going through is not about you, but you're prophetically going through on behalf of the body of Christ. You may not understand it now, but the, the, the articulation will come after you walk through this. That's going to reset the church. And then another man starts to pray. He said, I I'm seeing, I'm seeing a closet. I'm seeing you sitting in a closet and it's dark. She, he, he doesn't know. He, had, he didn't know what I went through at the age of two, three, and five, four, and five. He said, I see you sitting in the closet and it's dark and you're crying. And then all of a sudden, I see Jesus come to the door the presence enters and when I saw the big picture everything was bright except for where you your closet and I heard the Lord say to you look up just look up and walk out and she said he said I don't know what that means but all I know is God is saying it's easier than you think to look up and walk out and it, I was like, wow. Many times when I am triggered, I find myself back in the closet. But God is saying, I'm here. I'm here. All you need to do is look up and walk out. Look up and walk out. But you cannot look up and walk out when you ignore that part. You understand? You have to pay attention to that part. Embrace that part. And when you become, when you are embracing this part, then this part is able to look up and see Jesus. All we have to do is look up and see Jesus and it's easy to break through. You're not stuck and it's not hard to break out of your place of stuckness. It's easy. It's easy. You just have to look up and walk out. That's a prophetic word for this house. That's a prophetic word. 
we're going through transition and it looks hard. What's, what's awaiting us next year, God? What are we going to do if this trend doesn't turn around? God says, look up and walk out. Look up and walk out. Look up and walk out. I want you to stand up. And I want you to close your eyes and just lift your hands like this. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, what is the part that is stuck in that dark closet, Lord, that I've been judging, that I've been rejecting? God, what is that part? Will you help me see this part that you want me to minister to? God, I repent for judging your child. I judged myself without judging myself. I hated this part of me without knowing that I'm hating myself. God, I did not know that I, I was so afraid of being abandoned that I was abandoning these wounded parts inside of me. Forgive me and help me to see these parts that I was not able to see before. Open my eyes and help me, God, to love this sad part, to love this afraid part, to love this angry part, to love this disgusted part, God, and to affirm thank you because you were alive and strong. I am alive now. You kept me alive. Acknowledge the great one, our big God, that is standing by the door, shining his light. Listen to his voice. Baby girl, look up. My son, look up. You're not too old. You're still my baby boy. You're still my baby girl. I'm going to take care of you. just hold yourself right now. Come on. Hold. Especially if God has shown you that wounded part. Will you just speak to that part as an adult? It's okay. It's okay. You're going to be okay. You're good. You're good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for protecting me all these years. Thank you for being, making me who I am all these years. Can you just affirm that part? And when you are able to just hold, like you're holding your child, like you're, you're holding your grandchild, and the love of God just flows out of your heart, let that love flow out of your own embrace. Loving every part, not just good parts, but even negative parts, because they're not evil, they're necessary. You understand? When I got angry because I got abused, you can't judge my anger. Actually, my anger protected me for, from further abuse. You understand? I have to affirm and thank my angry part. Baby girl. My son, my daughter, I see you. I see you. 
I hear you cry. I hear you. And I'm here. And I'm so glad to be with you, to be your God, to be your Lord. You know what? I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to walk you out of this closet and not only set you free from this dark closet of fear, but I'm going to anoint you so that you will break free many others that are stuck in a dark closet. With me, we could set many free. So, Father, I thank you. And in the days to come, even this week, even tonight, maybe tomorrow, maybe one of our wounded parts gets triggered and we become angry and we react and we act out. And then we feel bad. But instead of ending there, Holy Spirit, will you lead us to pay attention to those parts and listen to those parts and take those parts to Jesus. Because there is no brokenness that cannot be mended in God's presence. We thank you for your embrace. Just 30 more seconds. Listen to your father's voice. Baby girl, my son, my son, my daughter, I'm with you and I am for you. I do not judge you. I do not condemn you. But I love you. I accept you. You're beautiful to me. You're precious to me. Father, I pray that we would all remain in our Father's delight. And in this week's to come, minister to these children, to these wounded parts that are inside of us. Thank you for healing, deeper healing that you are releasing among us. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen? Amen. Amen. So if you get angry tonight, if you get depressed tomorrow morning, if you feel anxious or shame, can you do me a favor? Can you stop and pause and just listen? And embrace that part and listen to that part and take that part to Jesus. Can you do that? Can you do that? And you know what? Let's say you tried and you weren't able. Send me an email. I'll help you. PS at lineage.us. I'll be more than happy to walk this out with you and help you see better. Yeah? God bless you. in the front oh you could sign up for ministries at the connection table even if you don't have children join us for food in the children's church God bless you oh if you're you want you're gonna come to our uh, Christmas party next week if you want to bring $20 gift for gift exchange okay
All right, God bless you.